Claudia returns from summer vacation, excited to start her eighth grade year with her best friend Monday. Only problem, despite their promises, Claudia hasn't heard from Monday all summer. And when school starts, a month goes by and Monday is still a no-show. Claudia wants to know where Monday is and where she's been, but no one else seems to care. Mm. The book, Monday's Not Coming, the author, Tiffany D. Jackson, and you're listening to Lit Society. Let's Let's get lit. This is Alexis. And this is Kari. And you're listening to The Society, a podcast about books and a little drama. And we're back in person. So if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> welcome to the Lit Society Studios. And uh, yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, right? How do you feel? As is, you know, we haven't been in person in a yeah. really long time. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, a little adjustment. I'm yeah. like, I'm on camera again for real. I know. How oh, uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, oh, you look you know, great. I like to be in the back with the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> Kari, remember back in 2017 when the hashtag was up about missing DC girls? I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't remember. Okay, so, but I remember our social media was going on. I can't remember the exact um, surrounding things that um, prompted it, but I, I, I do remember the hashtag, and mm. it was... A bunch of girls um, splayed across social media. That's where I heard about it. And they were, it was like more than a dozen of them. Oh, my goodness. And it seemed like they all went missing at one time. So there was a huge concern. It was the human trafficking thing. Yes, so it was a yes, huge concern that it was a human trafficking or increase of human tracking, human trafficking. The fears were there. Mm-hmm. So. As I was um, planning for our theme of the week, I did a little research about what happened with that. And what I learned is um, about this social media storm about the missing girls is that the D.C. police at the time were putting in the effort to be more transparent. And so they engaged to be more transparent and engage the community um, for support in their search for missing people. Mm-hmm missing child reports specifically. So they started posting to their Twitter page. And as they post to their Twitter pages, it seemed like somebody was missing every day. Do you know what I mean? So this is because they were um, publicizing more the cases that possibly were occurring at the same rate they all they have been for a while, but because people now knew about it, right? You know, this is similar to uh, Florida man, just a tangent. But everyone talks about how Florida seems so crazy, and yeah. it's always something crazy yeah. going down in Florida. Yeah. yeah, but that's just because. Well, I ain't gonna say it's just because, right? But partially, <laughs> partially because their records are so public mm. when it comes to uh, certain types of crime. Okay. Um. So continue. That's very interesting. So it seemed to everybody that all our girls are missing, like all at once. All at once. Um. I'm black and Latinas. Mm-hmm. Um. Children ages like 14, 15 were missing around the same time, but that that really wasn't the case. Um. Or it like was the case and just no one really knew how bad it was, right? 
that wasn't the case. Um, there was no increase in the number of missing children in D.C. It turns out it really was just the way they were posting. So it kind of backfired. Um, but it did bring more attention to the situation. There were What I'm trying girls. to say is that people were alarmed because they knew the truth. But the truth was always there. You know what I'm saying? Kind so of. it was alarming. But people to just know, didn't know how oh, bad it to was. To know that so many people were missing. Those same girls that I saw are no longer on the missing persons list. So they've been found? Yeah. So um, in some form or fashion, I don't okay. know the fine details, but I did not see them on that missing person um, list. All of them. I didn't see all of them on that same missing person list. But mm-hmm. that takes us to the theme of the week. So as you know. Oh, that wasn't the theme. Oh, let me get my coffee. <laughs> each I'm, this week. is going to be an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yes, no. continue. Each week we select a theme to discuss inspired by the books that we're reading. Mm-hmm. And this week's theme is going to be what to do when a person goes missing. Oh, I love this. Um, and these pers- these um, pointers are actually coming from the missingpersoncenter.org, which um, put out a December 2021 article. And there are four steps, but then I saw another article that um, pulled these se- the same information and added a fifth step. Okay. Okay. So the first one is to determine, step one is to determine if the person is really missing. So, of course, you're going to check that person's home. If you don't live nearby, you're going to have a friend or a family member of that person stop in and check the house. If you're unable to reach anybody to go check on that person or you don't have anybody to go check on that person, what you want to do is contact the local police and ask for a well check. How soon can you do that? You After can you, do it, you can do that like right, right away. away. Yeah, if you're concerned. Like if you don't return my call fast enough for my taxes. You can't do that. I can ask the police to come <laughs> to your house, break in the door and say, wellness check. You can't do that. You can't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Can I do it? No, you shouldn't do it. I didn't ask you, you that. Can I? No. I'm going to do it. I bet you would. You would then respond promptly. Look, the pressure is real. I, I shouldn't have to. Okay. Mm. I be living a life. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Listen. Because I always thought you had to wait like 24 to 48 hours since I guess you decided they, they've they got, you haven't heard from them. Yeah, so we know situations where people have called their family members and they haven't reached them. And so they send somebody to go check, a family member to go check, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that person, they do find that person in a position they don't, they didn't expect it see them in maybe they have died Mm. or um you go to the house and you go to the house and they're just not there Mm -hmm. and you've checked all the resources possible within your immediate community yeah then you would go to the police and say please do a well check i've done that in fact i have done that Mm -hmm. before did we call the police? No, I waited till her family came out mm. to check on her. And she was actually at home sick. <laughs> was at the door. Should have answered her phone. She, no, she didn't answer the door. Oh, that's I was a huge at the problem. door knocking. And she like, she said she didn't hear me. So her um, family came and checked. And so mm. she was like, let me call you back. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> you, because uh, you obviously gonna send a brigade for me. So, <laughs> That's right. So That's anyway, terrifying. it did happen. Yeah, and I watch enough scary before. movies where if I don't know where everyone in my life is at every given moment, <laughs> I'm worried. Oh boy, then stop watching them scary movies. That's no, fine. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, call the police if you see obvious signs of distress. Um, if they're not at home, as I mentioned, call family and friends or places they frequented. What are obvious signs of distress? Ooh. Well, you know your person, right? So mm-hmm. you know your person and you know what looks out of sorts. Like maybe around their home or something? Around their home. Um, yeah, around their home. They'll have to be around their home right. or inside their home. Mm-hmm. You have to make that determination because you know your person. Okay. You know? Um, once you know that the person is just missing, and not just avoiding people, Mm -hmm. then you can proceed to your next step, which is contact the police, okay? And each state has different um, rules on how they react once they are informed. It may be 24 to 48 hours before they can actually begin to use their own resources. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what you were saying before. That's what I was referring to before, Mm -hmm. so you put it in context. Yeah, yeah. And then police will look at each circumstance within the case. Mm. When you go to the police, you want to make sure you have detailed information, Uh, current photos, physical characteristics. You may not necessarily remember what the person had on the last time um, that you saw them. You may not even have a picture of that, but you want to do your best to provide as much information as possible, identifying characteristics, Um, medications they could be taking, nicknames, last relationships and activities. Don't want to know the information about your person. That's why it's so important to not overly edit your photos on Instagram because they're going to be looking (laughs) for Beyonce and you somewhere, you know, not safe. And don't nobody know what you look like. 50 people have seen you. They just didn't know it was you. They didn't know it was they you. They didn't know. Ooh, not a good thing. This reminds me of the conversation we had, too, when we read Then She Was Gone by Lisa mm, Jewell. Yeah. And you said that um, some schools take regular photos of the kids there. Yeah. And that's the purpose, like, to yeah. always have an updated photo, clear yeah. photo of mm-hmm. the person. Clear photo. Have me looking cute, too. Don't be putting up my missing picture. <laughs> and I'm at home in my pajamas scratching myself. Hair falling to the side. Don't but that, that may be the most natural look they have. For I ain't gonna you. do that when they so. fight. I'm, that might be what I look like when they fight. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. You're right. You're right. Listen, put my worst out there because yep. I probably am looking I'm my looking worst. Found, <laughs> okay? Find me in some braids three months in. <laughs> all of yep. that. All of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, okay? Yep. Listen, when you go to the police, they're gonna write a case number. Get a case number um, for the police report. Get that because mm-hmm. you're going to need that. And then you also want to know the person that's working on the case. All right. You'll need that for your next step. And the next step is to contact the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. It's a website you can go to. It's operated by the U.S. Department of Justice. And you can upload missing person information into the database and you will need that information. Mm-hmm. If it's a minor missing you can go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children uh, or the Polly Kloss Foundation and provide information. You can also use the FBI's National Crime Information Center as a resource. Okay. Step four, start your own search. 
In many cases, families and friends conduct searches and round up their own volunteers to help hang flyers, posters, and even, of course, begin the search. When you hang your flyers, consider all the the regular spots, a gas station, um, grocery stores, post office, banks, wherever you can think of, add your flyers and keep the authorities in the loop about your search efforts. Okay. Another note, be careful about what you put on your flyers because like your contact information, Mm -hmm. because there are people out there that are malicious enough to try to take advantage of you Mm. and even um, insert themselves in some drama and be like, I saw Jane. Not only that, but they'll use that as an opportunity to take um, extort money from you. Extort money from you. Yeah. Say that they have their, your person. Mm hmm. And they'll put somebody on the line, drug, sounding drugged, and make it you believe that oh that's your goodness. person. Yeah. So, so what do you do if you don't put your number on there? You put like a police number? I would put a police number. Mm. I would put a police number. The police station. Mm. Yeah, I would put the police number. I think that's the safest bet. Okay. And whatever police information you can give, I would put that on there. Depending on your case, um, your missing person could follow, qualify for an Amber Alert. Do you know what meets that qualification, Kari? I don't. I see them all the time now, though. Okay. So police, the police have to believe the child is in immediate danger. So it has to be a child. A bodily injury or death. And the child ages 17 or younger. Mm-hmm. And then they have to have enough descriptive information about the victim and the abduction in order to put that Amber Alert out there. Um, there the child's name, other critical details. There needs to be a child abduction flag. I didn't get a lot of detail on that, but that's something that's needed. And they need to have been entered in a National Crime Information Center system. There's also a silver alert. Are you familiar with those? Mm -mm. Okay. The silver alert is activated for missing persons 65 years or older and for someone with developmental delays, Mm -hmm. developmental disabilities. Mm Maybe uh, Alzheimer's or... Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Step five, alert the media. Social, local um, TV, radio stations, newspapers, local blogs. How do you alert local news stations? Websites. There's a line. There's like Mm -hmm. a line for some stations where you can provide news. Yeah, you're right. You would do that. That is really helpful more than um, people realize when missing persons are posted to social media, mm. you can get maybe that per- child, if it's a teenager, maybe they ran away and other people will contact. And, you know, you oh, I believe in the po- I've seen Twitter find people. Um, I just never thought of calling the news station, oh. which is weird. What kind of world we live in? Like, I would definitely contact Twitter right away first <laughs> yes first. okay do they the have social. a hotline because they gonna find them their hotline and it's your phone yeah so <laughs> easy type it in okay. right away so <laughs> if you have the resources you could also consider hiring a private investigator mm-hmm. a reputable missing person private investigator that's what you'll want to do so those are like the five basic steps that you want to take if you have someone that you feel is missing. Um, there again, there are websites with this information available. There are guidelines for Amber Alerts and Silver Alerts. 
that information is all available. And that's our theme of the week. I love when you introduce themes like this because this could potentially save a life. And, and this is information I'll go back and listen to. Um, yeah, thank you. This is very useful. Thank you for your research and for presenting this in such a serious right. way. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Let's take a quick break okay. before we jump into our author and context. Let's do it. Yeah. What can you share with us about the author and context for this book? So Tiffany D. Jackson is someone I just discovered, but I am the last person to discover this author okay. because she has been talked about a lot lately. I saw her book grown maybe, mm, I want to say two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you remember the cover. It has a girl with a short haircut and some hoop ear- bamboo earrings that say grown in the middle. Yeah. Uh Well, that is actually her one, two, three, fourth novel. Okay. So she's been doing this for a long time. She not new to this. She She true true to this this. since 2017. (laughs) Okay. So um, she's a best-selling, New York best-selling. Well, she's made it to the New York Times best-selling list. Okay. Um, American author of YA fiction. Did this book feel YA to you, by the way? It did. <laughs> it did. It did. So, um, and the the in, this one is YA, right? Yeah, oh, for okay. sure. And um, I think we can really tell in the way the plot is unfurled. It's very this happened. It's really easy to digest, uh-huh. and it often involves younger people, uh, people in high school. Right. Um, she deals with a lot in her novels. She was born in New York, grew up in Brooklyn Heights. She states that she first started wanting to become a writer when she was four years old. Um, She belonged to Jack and Jill. Oh, yeah. But she cool, though. She cool from Instagram, I can tell. Okay. Um, And she attended Hendrick Hudson High School and Howard University, where she studied film and ultimately moved back to New York to obtain her master's. At the New School University. Um, She lives currently in Brooklyn. Monday's Not Coming is her second YA novel. Okay. Okay. So before that, she debuted in 2017 with Allegedly. Have you heard that? I did just in the research about it, but I think the only book that I've really heard about is Grown. Okay. Grown will cover later on the show. I'm not going to cover Allegedly. I know people are very mad about the ending. Uh, I'll leave that there. Oh. I found it very fulfilling. Oh. So this is now the third book by Tiffany D. Jackson that I've read. And that's all I know about her so far. Okay. Well, great. Kari, thanks for sharing that. Now, let's hear a brief synopsis without spoilers before our deep dive. Okay. So Monday Charles is missing and no one seems to care besides her friend Claudia. On her search to find Monday, Claudia must question if she ever even really knew her friend Mm. or herself. In the end, she's left with an unimaginable task as her world changes forever. Mm. Alexis, who do you think would be interested in reading Monday's Not Coming? Um, Anybody interested in YA? And All YA? How you gonna do that? There's romance YA. There's horror you, YA. Well, sure, sure. But if you like YA, I think you would enjoy this book because it's YA. And then <laughs> anybody that likes um, crime kind of stories. I was thinking like a um, Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Yeah, it makes me. is 
you remember that is it the good girls guide to murder? Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, the same. So one. when you say anyone who likes YA, what do you mean? Since that genre is so vast. Yeah, but if you like YA stories about the teenage years, because it usually encompasses that. Do you think it's like a coming of age story? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I think I you would that. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose this book? I chose this book after reading allegedly because I uh, wanted to, you know, you start reading an author's book. This happened when I read Lisa Jewell for yep. the first time or Michael <laughs> Crichton. And I'm like, I want to read 20 more books by these people. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I felt when I read allegedly. I was like, what else Tiffany doing over there? So, um, yeah, that's that's the only reason I fell in love with the author, um, her writing style and the way that she develops a story. I will say it's not her writing style that I love so much. It's the way the story is so digestible. That's a signature of hers. You don't have to have a very vast vocabulary mm. to understand her works. OK, um, they're written very simply. Um, but it's not in the words. It's in the work as a whole that where the weight is, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, OK. Well, thanks for that. So, Kari, are you ready to take a spoiler filled deep dive into Monday's not coming? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. OK. So content warning. We're going to touch on matters of child abuse and um, it's going to get dark. I don't want to give away too much because then I would talk on spoilers. Um, but just know what's ahead. OK. okay. Proceed right. with caution. Here we go. Part one. Where's Monday? So, um, summer vacation is over. Uh, 13-year-old Claudia has returned from her grandmother's house. And usually during these breaks from school, she spends all her time or as much time as possible writing to her friend Monday, calling Monday whenever she can. And this time when she went out of town to visit her grandma, Monday never reached out to her. She didn't call her. She didn't return her calls or her messages. So she returns home and her first question is, Mom, where's Monday? Mm. Um, she calls one of the two numbers she knows by heart. And that's Monday's number. Right. An automated message tells her what? Do, do, do. The number you have dialed yeah, is not, not in, in service, service or yeah. something. And so this is all very strange. Mm-hmm. Monday is her best friend. Before Um, summer or at the beginning of summer break before Claudia left for her grandmother's house they had a sleepover in her room under in her room under a tent that they made and it's just not like them to be apart they like share a life this is a time in your life when you have a best friend that best friend is half of you they are everything I (laughs) believe that mm -hmm. yeah yeah these are little girls so um it's very distressing but Mm -hmm. be patient that's what Claudia's mother encourages her to do but a week passes and still no monday very odd so mm -hmm. it's their last year before high school so they have to start applying for new high schools soon monday loves school it's like her oh i don't want to say too much she just loves it she's the first she loves mondays her name is monday she loves mondays she's always rushing to school and claudia's like why you want to get to school so early yes she helps the teachers she's yeah so this is very very strange um they even have plans to go to the same high school next year so monday would be in school early like you said trying to get good grades from the start to make sure that her and Claudia could go to the same school. 
Claudia has never been allowed to visit Monday at her home because Monday lives in uh, a dangerous neighborhood. She Mm -hmm. lives in the projects and um, Claudia's mom would never let her go to Monday's house. So Claudia can only imagine what her best friend's house is like. But after a week of Monday not being in school, Claudia bravely hops on her bike and goes to Monday's home, knocks on the door and who opens? (laughs) Her mama. Her mama. And she's not happy. She's Mm -hmm. like, why are you around here? You know your bougie mama don't let you come to my house. (laughs) Claudia's like, I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm just looking for Monday. Where's Monday? And the woman yells at Claudia so bad that Claudia falls back onto the concrete and like hurts her bum. So not bum. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. What? That's not American. Okay. So (laughs) Alexis has an attitude because I've been pointing out her English accent since she got back from Buckingham Palace. We'll move on. I say bum sometimes on this show Mm -hmm. to keep it classy. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Here we go. So Monday's mama, Miss Charles, snaps at Claudia so bad that she falls on her booty and she's not left with any answers, more questions. Like, and I think Mrs. Claudia or Mrs. Charles says that Monday is at her aunt's house. I don't remember I the first time, but she does like say she's not there. So, yeah. All right. Well, to keep her mind off of her worries, Claudia colors in a design book that her father bought her because he read that it's good for therapy. Mm-hmm. And this is also giving us just a little bit of understanding as to who Claudia is. Um, so she's coloring in that book and she's also writing letters to Monday because when she sees Monday again, Monday will be able to read them. Yeah. Part of the story is. Um, letters from Claudia to Monday. So anyway, let's go back into the past and get some context. Okay. Claudia is walking with Monday. This is in the past, remember, complaining because she has to read at church in front of everyone. And Monday's like, why don't you just quit? Now, typically, this isn't (laughs) something a best friend would say. (laughs) You can't do that? (laughs) Quit. (laughs) But uh, Claudia's like, I can't quit. My mom will kill me. And Monday's like, are you really going to get up and read in front of all them people? And we like, Monday? (laughs) (laughs) But Monday knows Claudia better than we Uh, do. Yeah. Monday's body is developing in a way where everybody is noticing. It's poking out in the front and the back. Okay, at a neighborhood cookout with friends and, and not family, at the belly. and not at the <laughs> belly, <laughs> at a neighborhood cookout with friends and family, we get a lesson about how crack conveniently wiped out these black neighborhoods in D.C. that um, other people wanted to capitalize on because the location was great. A lot of the homes were old. This is a story that's been told time and time again right, right, um, right, throughout right. a lot of American cities. But conveniently, those neighborhoods were filled with crack that. Um, um, families deteriorated and those homes were available to purchase. So anyway, Mrs. Charles is preparing to serve the men cake at the event. Okay. Um, and <laughs> innocently Monday sneaks a piece of cake and uh, before it goes to the men and Mrs. Charles is like, I forget what she says, but it's so mean, so nasty. And she calls her fast mm. and something That's about right. that. Uh-huh. I'm so sick of us calling little girls fast, but yeah. it happens a lot. So whatever. Um, the uh, the interaction makes Monday's eyes panicky and watery. And she runs to the side of Claudia and they link pinkies. 
And Claudia, so I know. Mm-hmm. And Claudia goes, big news. And that's their code for, um, is everything okay? Do you need help? Mm. They say big news. So cute. They yeah. also like made their own language. They're adorable, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Monday says she's fine. There's a boy at school, by the way, that Monday has loved forever. His name is Jacob Miller. He's the most attractive boy in school. He knows it. So he's arrogant. Everyone's in love with him. We hate him already. Yeah. Um, Monday overheard him saying that he plans to go to the same high school that Monday wants to go to with Claudia. And so this is another moment where we learn more about Claudia because Monday's like, you need to do good in school, Claudia, so we can go to this high school and I can date the boy I love. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so during this conversation, Claudia asked Mon- Monday to take a look at an essay she wrote because Monday always checks Claudia's homework. Checks. So um, Monday looks at it and is upset. She said, Claudia, I told you about this. They're going to put you in a stupid people class. And then we can't go to the um, high school I want to go to. Mm-hmm. And Claudia's like, well, you can go without me so you can be with Jacob. And Monday's like, I'm not going to a different high school than you. I'll just do your homework. <laughs> she just, she just <laughs> does Claudia's homework. <laughs> Give me that. I'll do it myself. Because much. she don't want her friend in the stupid people class. Right, right. So right. Uh, Monday's baby's baby brother is named August. Yes, all of these children are named after seasons, months, or days. So uh, just to give you a big, a little roundup, uh, Monday has two younger siblings. One is a boy named August. The other, a girl named Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And she has an older sister named April. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so August walks up to the girls, Claudia and Monday, one day while they're chatting, and he looks a mess. He's dirty. He's unkept. Monday grabs him quickly and does his hair. And Claudia's like, girl, you good with that. You can make a living doing hair. And um, Monday gets an idea. She's like, I do hair. You do nails because you're great at doing nails. We could open a salon. And they're like, yes. (laughs) So the next day at school, Monday is selling her hair braiding services. And of course, she's going to offer a discount to Jacob or whatever. But Mm -hmm. she's like, $7. I'll braid y'all hair real quick in between classes. And all the boys are really excited. She's like, I do girls hair too, whatever. So later that afternoon, back at Claudia's house, um, they're changing into their pajamas because uh, Monday spends more time at Claudia's house than she do her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but Claudia looks at her friend's back and notices it's covered in bruises and maybe even bites. And some bites marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Claudia's like, girl, what's wrong? Are you OK? And um, Monday's like, oh, I fell off my bunk bed. First, her eyes look panicky. And then she's like, I fell off my bunk bed. And so in her mind, Claudia's like. But your room is like a princess room and it's covered in cotton candy. And so So Claudia just imagines that her friend has the best imaginable living um, situation because she wants the best for her friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she just drops it. She's like, okay. She just trusts that. Yeah, she fell off a bunk bed and got bites on her back. I don't know. So because if something was wrong, she reasons. Monday would have told her. Yeah, and I think maybe the bruises are first and the bite is the Okay, so time. bruises yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, watching her daughter, so now we're in the present, watching her daughter um slip deeper in despair. Months later, um the mother, Claudia's mother and Claudia are in the supermarket and Claudia sees Monday. She runs up to her and she's like, Monday, but it's not Monday. 
is April. Mm. And what's April's reaction to Claudia? Very rude. Yeah. <laughs> She's rude every time she see her. But she be having Claudia's clothes on. So, so Monday borrows a lot of Claudia's clothes and then April be wearing them too. So the, it's like all the girls in the house wearing <laughs> wearing Claudia's clothes and April got the nerve to be rude to her. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, um, she's like, don't do this, Claudia. Don't do this. Yeah. And it's just weird. It is. It's she, really weird. And Claudia's like, do what? I just want to know where Monday is. Um, and she's like, well, Monday's visiting our dad. Okay? Yeah. So the mom said that Claudia, or I'm sorry, the mom said that Monday was with the aunt. April is saying Monday is with their dad. Yeah. Um, Claudia asked her favorite teacher, Miss Valenti, to check on Monday because she doesn't believe Monday's visiting her dad. Uh, so and she doesn't believe she's visiting her aunt or you know what the mom said that uh, Monday was with the dad and April says Monday's with the aunt so why do they have mixed stories Claudia doesn't believe it and even still they're with these people but why haven't they reached she reached why hasn't she reached out to me Mm -hmm. that's odd so Claudia has to ask herself like am I entitled to know every aspect of my friend's life Yes, I am. Because <laughs> we best friends. Because <laughs> we's best friends, okay? And no one else gets it. And she would have contacted me if she was okay. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Miss Valenti, one of the teachers, and she's like, can you check on Monday, please? And Miss Valenti is asking the right questions. Like, well, have you asked her mom, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so she doesn't believe uh, what the mom, or Claudia doesn't believe what the mom and sister are saying. And that's when we learn that this teacher has already asked the office to check in on Monday and they've made no progress. Everyone's very apathetic, um, bureaucratic public school system. They like, once you outside of our walls, yeah. do we really got to check in on right, you? Right, we don't want anything. Mm-hmm. That's extra work. Mm-hmm. So um, the teachers, the Miss Valenti is furious about the apathy that she's receiving from the school but she doesn't want claudia to pick up on the attention Mm -hmm. you know so during their conversation claudia accidentally learns that monday's family has been assigned to social worker and she's like why would my friend be assigned to social worker isn't that for abused kids like that wouldn't be my friend and miss valenti is like there's a lot of reasons uh, why some families just need a little help and that's true Mm -hmm. actually so um if monday was abused Claudia reasons she would have told me wouldn't she 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 reasons like this repeatedly throughout our book so watching her daughter um, just get sadder and sadder and more depressed Claudia's mom agrees to take Claudia to Monday's house so that they can speak with Monday's mom they drive over there and Claudia's mom is told by Miss Charles that she already told Claudia Monday is with her dad now Claudia's mama don't even let her over into the projects by herself. So to know that she's already been over there by herself and then to have to hear it from this woman, she Uh don't like because the mamas don't get along. Yeah. She feels very embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So, uh uh-oh, you know how kids can be, Miss Charles says, implying that um, (laughs) Claudia's a liar or how a kid can be since you could only have one. That was really low down. Yeah, that's what Mrs. Charles tells Claudia's mom. And so Claudia's mom lost, I think, four children uh, through miscarriage. And so the only one she could have uh, was Claudia. And to say something just mean and nasty like that. And then even with the door cracked open, the house stink inside. It's just it's not a good situation. 
And so when they get in the car, the mom is like, wait till I tell your father, you're on punishment, yada, yada. By the way, Claudia's dad is a truck driver, so he's not home for um, weeks at a time, but he's a very active dad. A truck driver and a a musician, right? Yeah, but that's more like his hobby, right? Like, yeah. He takes it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got concerts that, I mean, shows that he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's cute for him. Mm So, um, <laughs> um, even though Claudia's mom is mad at dinner later with their dad, she still asked him to check something about that interaction, obviously rubbed Claudia's mom the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so she asked her husband to check on tip who was Monday's dad. She's like, just check in with tip and make sure Monday's okay. And they have an interaction there where he's like, that's that man family. I, mean, I ain't getting in their business. Why don't you ask, um, and this this is so relatable. Why don't you ask Mrs. Charles, Patty, Patty Charles, uh, how Tip doing? And the mom is like, she you went off. What I look like asking a woman about her baby daddy? You know what I mean? I'm asking you because you my husband. And he like, oh, okay, no problem. Because she'll never snap. So he's like, okay, I'll ask Tip. Okay. It's going to be a while though before he actually asks him, it but is. he's he going to do it. Yeah, so let's go back to the past for a brief moment. Um, One time, Claudia heard some knocks on her window. And I think she like, yeah, her room was upstairs. So someone was throwing rocks at her uh, window. She went downstairs and it was Monday. And Monday's like, I I told my mom I was staying with you. But really, I was at Jacob's house all night kissing. Ooh. What? And so... Uh, this is Monday. I'm um, saying this, and Claudia feels like Monday's entering all these worlds and levels in the yeah. game of life, and just leaving Claudia behind. Yeah. She's like, "This is my best friend, and you staying all out all night kissing boys? <laughs> How are we so different? We didn't even talk about this. How did you get there? We didn't agree to this. Mm-mm, that's not. I didn't think we were moving like that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is how we learn that sometimes Monday sneaks out the house. By jumping out of the bathroom window on the second floor of her uh, apartment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, Claudia worries her friend will break her leg jumping. They're both dancers. And that's part of their goals. Like in the future, they're going to be professional dancers. That's right. She's like, you jumping out of windows to see Jacob. You gonna hurt yourself, and then we can't dance. <laughs> focus, so, focus, focus, not the boys, not the boys. Focus on your future. Um. So Monday says the next day that at the next day at school, Monday says that Jacob promised at school the next day to tell everyone they go together officially. And so um, the girls spend the rest of the night like doing their hair and makeup to be ready the for day. the announcement. This is the day I'm going to be a girlfriend. Jacob is going to tell everyone they're a couple. Um, so by the next day, as everyone is complimenting Jacob's hair, he says some girl did it. Days go by. Nothing. Jacob doesn't say anything about Monday to anyone. And Monday is crumbling under the disappointment. Now let's go back to the present. Okay. Claudia's parents are called into school. Do you remember why? The fight? Not yet. Oh. Her grades are atrocious. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up until this point, her homework has been impeccable. But this year, her letters are backwards and her words are nonsensical. What? 
She's likely dyslexic, which is fine. However, her parents are furious because no one has caught it until now. And I'm on their side. Even if she turns in pristine homework until now, there was no other way y'all could have caught that. And maybe the parents should have also been like looking at her homework, but they busy. I don't know. So, okay, sure. A parent can look at homework. But I sent you to school. Like <laughs> That's my full belief. I sent you to school for a reason. That's their responsibility to teach you. I do believe in some, you know, education preschool. But I got to tell you, once they hit the school, it's your responsibility, teacher. I done got into it with some teachers about that. <laughs> That's so, another note, okay? <laughs> and the teachers are like, have y'all been helping uh, Claudia on her homework? Wink, wink. Have you been cheating for her? Wow. And the, uh, Claudia's mom is like, no. But she can think who has been like she doing all like... of her daughter's homework. So anyway, um, <laughs> the teachers also point to Claudia's d- dyslexia as being the cause for her fights, plural. Um, so there have been two fights. And that is like, who what fight? Do you remember the fights? I don't. I do remember you, somebody touched her butt. A boy touched her butt and she beat him up. Mm-hmm, very good. And then she was defending her um, girlfriend. Yeah, that one not so good. Uh, yeah, in well, like a know. rage. Um, they gave him what for? That was come. So yeah, uh, one of the fights involved um, Claudia really defending herself from casual sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. The other fight was her jumping in for a Monday who blacked out on Jacob and nearly killed him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had to go to the hospital and everything. It was rough. We'll talk more about it later. So anyway, um, the dad only knew about one fight. So when he hears fights, everybody mad. Girls. (sighs) Yeah. With the fight involving Monday, by the way, there was bite marks on her arm caused by August. um, And Claudia noticed those bites before the fight even broke out. But to protect Monday, Claudia said that Jacob had bit her. Mm-hmm. And so when Miss Charles came in, Miss Charles chewed everybody up out like, how you let this boy bite my girl? Yes. Like Miss Charles don't know what really happened, yeah. but whatever. Mm-hmm. So the next Monday after that fight, after that fight with Jacob where Monday basically blacked out, Monday came to school looking just as bad as she did after the fight. You know how people look after a school fight? wild yeah rough. pretty rough <laughs> clothes hanging off yeah. hair everywhere well the next monday at school monday was looking like she had just got out of that fight the only difference was she also smelled heavily of urine to the point where um their favorite teacher miss valenti gave her clothes to wear for the rest of the day mm-hmm. so we are now seeing how troubled indeed monday is and how her living arrangement may be more horrific than um claudia realizes because claudia is like a young girl she she's as naive as she should be um but monday is not afforded that naivety Mm. she's living a real life okay so after the parent-teacher conference in the present claudia's dad tells um claudia to stop worrying about that girl monday and start worrying about your grades that's what he said Uh, so in the hallway, Claudia runs into Miss Valenti and learns that Mrs. Charles has decided to homeschool Monday. Monday's not coming back to school. Also, a social worker visited the home and Monday was there. Monday was in the home, said the social worker. Monday's being homeschooled? 
This is definitely news that she would have shared with Claudia. Mm -hmm. So Claudia decides to upgrade her investigation by going to the police. She did that. Part two. Is Monday missing? Yes. Hello. I'm here about my friend who lives in Edborough. I think she's in trouble. Can somebody go by her house? Trouble? She hasn't been to school and no one's seen her. The officer frowned. So, she's missing? The word missing popped like a hard hand on a conga drum. No, nah. Um, she's not missing like that. She's, um, I just don't know where she is. What do you mean, like that? A tall, balding man dressed in gray slacks and a white business shirt approached, stepping between us, smiling at me. Relax, Warren. I got this, he said, balancing a stack of folders under his arm. Step this way, young lady. Let's have a chat. I'm Detective Carson. What's your name? Claudia. Following him to his desk. Okay, Claudia. I overheard you mentioning your friend is missing. Want to tell me what's going on? I told the detective everything about Monday not showing up for school and how her mom and sister were acting all weird. The detective nodded through my story, leaning back in his chair, hands folded on his belly. Shouldn't he be taking notes or something? Have you talked to your parents about this? Sort of. Okay. Tell me. How do you know for sure she's not home? Have you been inside her house? Nah. She ain't there. I I just know it. And her mom keeps saying she ain't home. Maybe she's living with another relative. Maybe her father? I shook my head. Nah. She would have told me. He smiled. Well, sometimes family business is family business. It ain't like that. I said, not with us. Hmm. Okay. Let's say she really is missing. Do you know if her mother filed a missing persons report? There's that word again, missing. Why does this sound like a squealing break before a car crash? Um, nah. She's not that type of mom. He frowned. Trouble at home? Just regular stuff. Okay. Is it at all possible she ran away from home? What? No. She wouldn't leave me like that. He shrugged. Sometimes girls run away from their problems rather than ask for help. I wanted to scream no, but then I thought about the bruises and my tongue latched itself to the roof of my mouth. Carson sighed, rubbing his bald head. Claudia, I want to show you something. Follow me. We walked toward the front of the station to a large bulletin board hanging by the door, filled with missing person flyers detailing names, dates, ages, and locations along with photos Staring at the wall of bright, smiling faces, I couldn't escape one glaring fact. There was nothing but girls on the wall, and they all looked like Monday. Is your friend on this board? 
I held my breath, scanning the wall again. No, but she's not missing like these girls. Or, I don't think. I want you to take a good look at this board, Carson said, his voice hardening. Over the last few months, we've had dozens of girls around here reported missing, close to 50 in one week, alleged kidnappings when most of them have just run off away from home because they can't do what they want. But shouldn't you still be looking for them anyways? He opened his mouth, then closed it, clearing his throat. Yes, but Claudia, I want you to remember, when you come into a police station claiming your friend is missing, it means us officers have to take our focus away from these girls, girls who could really be in trouble. Tears prickled, and I avoided his glare. Now, if your friend's really missing, and she's not on this board, then only a parent can file a missing persons report. And if her mother won't, the only person left would be her father or a legal guardian. I sucked in a breath to keep from crying. Everyone was looking for these girls, while I was the only one looking for Monday. So let's go into the past for a second. I thought this was very interesting. Um, The author here gives us details on the first fight Claudia and Monday ever had. Do you remember what it was about? Um, I thought she gave her a notebook. Is that the one? No, they didn't fight about that. Um, Well, Well, not a physical fight. No, they've never physically fought, but they had a disagreement. Yeah, yeah, they had an argument while going walking to the library because um, Claudia kept asking about August. Oh, that's right. That's right. And at first, when she was asking, um, Monday told her he was sick. Mm-hmm. Days passed, I think maybe even weeks, and Claudia still hasn't seen Monday's little brother. And so Monday's like, why are you always asking about August? He's my little brother, not yours, just because your mom couldn't have any kids. Oof. And so Claudia's like, how dare you? And Monday's like, well, how dare you? Uh, so they met and they um, split, but they eventually reconcile and course, it's fine. But that was a really brutal argument. So uh, remember it. Now to the present. There's a fight in the bathroom. These girls at school um, are probably. So we do get um, information throughout the book that leads us to believe Claudia and Monday are very beautiful girls. And so. Um, With Monday being boy obsessed and Monday's sister having a reputation, girls at school feel like, you know, Monday might take your man because she loose. (laughs) And so uh, the popular girls, this is in the present, remember? So Monday is still, we don't know where she is. Um, The popular girls gang up on Claudia and shove her head in the toilet. And right before it it like gets to the water, Miss Valenti walks in and breaks it up. This is really sad. There's like a bump on Claudia's head and the way it's described is just heartbreaking. And this book is also a great reminder um, of how evil children are. Yes. Especially teenagers. I don't know if they worse than middle schoolers, but they (laughs) are. All of them. All children are evil. Okay. (laughs) Word on the street is. Mm Mm-hmm. After the fight, Miss Valenti sends Claudia to the school nurse. And the school nurse goes, What's your name? And she doesn't know why. Claudia goes, Monday. <laughs> and the nurse goes, Oh, oh, Monday. Oh. 
the nurse closes the door and goes, Monday, how are you? It gets real serious. school system is terrible. <laughs> wow, don't need to get political. Um, so anyway, um, Claudia, though, through this ruse, finds out that all the time she thought her friend was sick, that girl was never sick. Mm-hmm. Also, Claudia gets the number of a retired school nurse. Oh, actually, that's who's going to tell her Monday was never sick. But anyway, um, she learns that there were social workers constantly visiting Monday um, because the school was concerned about bruises on Monday's body. And the nurse that used to care for Monday, I'll say, has retired. But again, the new nurse gave Claudia, who she thinks is Monday, the old nurse's personal phone number is wild. So anyway, back to the past. Um, Monday dyed her hair blonde one day because Jacob was like, I'll start claiming you at school if you look like Beyonce. So she left the dye in for like eight hours and it was like broken off. Her scalp was like all peeling and the kids really made fun of her, of course. Um, This is also when she was crying on the floor in the bathroom and um, Claudia chased her to the bathroom and um, sat next to her and and Monday put her head on Claudia's lap and was just like crying. But Claudia made her laugh and the girls started laughing and just, you know, but someone took a photo of that. And so now everyone at school calls them lesbians. Mm -hmm. Really? These children are evil. Mm -hmm. Evil. Also, when she burned her hair like that, Jacob was sitting in the back of the class while the whole class roasted that girl and didn't say nothing. But I guess it's not his responsibility to. Let's move on to the present. <laughs> it's not. He's a kid, too. Whatever. Yeah, so he evil, too. Claudia mm-hmm. and her dad mm-hmm. go to grab fried rice. It's like a little daddy-daughter thing. Um, and they run into April and Tuesday. Hey, y'all, hey. Yeah, so Tuesday smells like urine and is as thin as a skeleton. April looks scared. The dad is oblivious, as men tend to be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> And so uh, they like feed him some lies, especially April. Um, And Claudia's like, um, Tuesday, how's how's your big sister Monday? And Monday's like, or Tuesday's like, Monday's fine. This is such a weird sentence. Tuesday's like, Monday's fine. Um, She is always hiding in the closet, though. Mm hmm. And um, April corrects her sister and says, no, no, you must remember wrong because Monday is at her dad's. Um, And then Claudia's like, I thought you said she was at her aunt's. And then April's like, you must be remembering wrong, too. I got to go. Yeah. So Um, we also meet Michael around this time. This is a boy from church. He used to be chubby. Now he's hot and he's like fit and he's like a really really unbelievably great friend to claudia and i'm wrong with <laughs> he's that he's like they always looking friends. out for her he's a little older than her and the mom claudia's mom is like yes be michael's friend <laughs> invite him over for dinner let's get him water her daddy said <laughs> she don't need a boyfriend i told he you to find her, her a friend not a boyfriend <laughs> okay michael takes a. Uh, Claudia to her first high school basketball game. And while there, Claudia sees April and April's with this guy. They're really close. And then they walk out of the gym, April and this boy. And he whispers something to April in April's ear. And April looks dejected or defeated and follows him. And so Claudia gets up and follows them too. Also, April's wearing Claudia's clothes at this moment, but that's just fine. That's She's fine. always wearing her clothes. That's, <laughs> yeah. why, that's why she thinks it's Monday. Right. <laughs> right. right. That's why she always thinks it's Monday because 
I, uh, April's wearing Monday's clothes. So anyway, um, Claudia then runs out of the gym. They f- find April and this guy in a compromising situation. Um, eventually, Michael catches up with Claudia and the four of them are in the classroom. April, this boy, um, Claudia and Michael. And Michael's like, oh, why are you talking to this? And he calls her a disparaging name. And Claudia is like protective of April because that's her best friend's sister. So you ain't just going to call her anything. Mm -hmm. Um, The girls talk alone. April tells Claudia to stop bringing up Monday. She also tells Claudia that she never really even knew Monday. You don't Mm -hmm. know Monday like you think you do, Claudia. Um, Her favorite color wasn't purple, for example. It was pink. But because your favorite color was pink, she wanted to let you have it. So she said her favorite color was purple. Little stupid stuff like that. But also with big stuff. You don't know my sister. Also, Monday was sleeping around. Did you know that little innocent Claudia? (laughs) This is what April's saying. That's a mouthful. And why you do me like that? And Claudia remembers, April, you were supposed to be born in March, but you was born in April and you've been lying ever since. (laughs) This is a weird nonsensical line from a book, (laughs) but I can see Claudia following this line of reasoning. (sighs) So back at home, Claudia's dad tells the family, he finally spoke to Tip, Monday's dad, and Tip says he hasn't seen his kids in over a year. Miss Valenti pulls Claudia out of class one day. She visits Monday. She visited Monday's house as she promised, and something left her shaken there. She spoke to the mom, and she did not like it. She actually called 911 right after leaving that house. Um, throughout the book, we've been given clues as to what's really going on, but we may not have noticed them. Um, I'll leave that there. Later, Michael meets Claudia at the library. He's exhausted. He writes the wrong year on his notebook paper. And um, that's just another sign as to what's going on. His issue, by the way, is that his dad works in Dubai and is going to move there. And so he doesn't know what to do because he wants to go play football in college. And Claudia's like, well, why don't you stay with your grandmother until after college? He's like, you got some good brains on you, girl. I'm going to do that. Um This is also a part where Claudia joins some girls from her dance team for a sleepover, but they really sneak out to a party. April's there. She looks a mess. She's with this gang. Um, There's also this is also the first time Michael and Claudia kiss because he was at the party. But I don't really feel like I have to go into the party, but just know it feels very high school. So last day of March, you guys. Boys are playing basketball at the rec center. As boys do. You remember watching boys play basketball? What? This is like last weekend for you? I know. Okay. So Claudia sees April there. She's looking for Monday and she wants answers. She's sick of this. April repeats that Claudia never really even knew her sister. April's mom is not at home. So April goes, you know what? You might as well see. And she tells Claudia to come in the house. So Claudia follows April into the house. Again, a place she is not supposed to be. Yeah. But she's desperate now to find her friend. Can you describe the home, Monday's home? It's filthy. There's a huge um, freezer next to the door and it's buzzing. Yeah. Yeah, And that sound like travels through the whole house. Yeah. And it's just right by the door. And then they go up the stairs. It's (laughs) It's not funny, but she said when April opened the door, it smelled like a fart. (laughs) (laughs) She did say that. Mm-hmm. That was funny. In the book. Oh, she might have said poot, which I always she said think is funnier. Oh, okay. She said a fart. Mm-hmm. It was funny. So it smells bad. And then the living conditions, again, are Deplorable. not at all what Claudia had imagined for her friend. Yeah. 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 It's just filthy. It is just a filthy home. Um, 
the bed or the the bedroom, the like carpet is like you can just imagine it's covered in roaches, bed bugs, maybe even a little damp. Um, anyway, the mom comes home. Wow, they're in there. April and Claudia. Yeah, so April house. and Claudia are upstairs in the bedroom, kids' bedroom, and the mom walks in downstairs and April's like, hide, go under the bed. And Claudia's like, like, no, I'd rather die. <laughs> April's like, you will die, and so will I if my mom catches us. And something about the way April said it made it seem real. Yeah. yeah. So um Claudia goes under the bed. She's like ready to puke under there. Mm-hmm. It smells like urine. Um, she does find under before she goes under the bed she finds under monday's pillow monday's notebook and she like hides that away and then under the bed she finds flowers in the attic which was the last book that Mm -hmm. monday had checked out so anyway claudia remembers that monday used to sneak out of the house by jumping from the second floor bathroom yeah and so she does the same to escape so she comes home limping and Ooh, late, yeah, late, late and limping and bruised. Mm-hmm. So when she returns home, having been missing for only a few hours, her mom is hysterical and has the whole community looking for her. And Claudia's like, wow, I've been missing for a few hours and the whole world is looking for me. Monday's been missing for what feels like a lifetime and no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, Claudia reads Monday's journal. She starts reading it since she stole it. And the first line she sees about is how Claudia can't read and Monday's sick of this. And so Claudia closes and she's like, maybe I didn't know my friend. Spoiler alert. This is just the girl's journal. So and she's also like, Claudia's amazing and she's my whole world. And I just I'm so happy to have a friend like her. But Claudia don't get to that part. She only gets to the. Claudia dumb part. So anyway, <laughs> Michael sees Claudia with flowers in the attic and he like, oh, why are you reading that book? Why are you reading that book? And she's like, well, she tells him. And so he's like, um, they eventually go to the library and check the book back in. And the librarian lets them snoop on the computer to see what other books Monday checked out. And it was like precious. Uh, I'm sorry, push. <laughs> sorry. It was like push by Sapphire, flowers in the attic. And then Monday remembers that Mrs. Charles used to tell people that the government watching what books you check out. And so this was Monday's way of letting people know what was going on in their house mm-hmm. so that they would come get her. Mm-hmm. Or save her. Yeah. Really, really sad. So Claudia decides to visit Monday's dad personally. And Michael goes with her. Claudia introduces herself to Tip's colleagues as Monday, Tip's daughter. And everyone looks nervous. Like they've seen a quote unquote ghost. Um, They're slightly frightened. Even Michael looks a bit odd. Um, And they wait for Tip to arrive to work. When Tip arrives and hears that Monday is waiting for him, he turns around back to his car and speeds away like a frightened child. You like this man, he ain't up to no good. He can't even see his child. Then <laughs> why he acting so scared? As they're trying to figure out how to get back home, they see a news report on the television. A girl's body was found in Lincoln Park. And you'll remember that from the podcast serial mm-hmm. um, Lincoln Park in Baltimore. It's Monday, Claudia thinks. It's Monday's body. And Michael tells her something interesting. He says, I swear to you, it isn't. Yeah. Do you really not remember anything, Claudia? Yeah. So as the reader, we're like, what's going on? So anyway, Claudia's back at home. She's got a fever. Her mother leaves to get her medicine. Her dad isn't home. Suddenly, the police fill the street. They're all headed to Monday's house complex. Um, Something sparked. In Claudia, she put her coat on over her pajamas. 
she hopped on her bike with her house shoes on and heads to Monday's. I dropped my bike by the curb, wobbling up the path to join the onlookers. Yellow police tape roped around the old trees, casting shadows over the parked police cars and ambulances. The rumbling crowd grew louder. Old ladies in their house dresses, sweats and thin coats. Men with their oversized sweatshirts, jeans, women holding their babies, trying to tame their wild toddlers. A policeman stumbled out of the house, his white face tinted green. He hacked and heaved, covering the same crack I tripped over with pink vomit. A hush came over the crowd. The police and medics moved at a snail's pace. No urgency, meaning whatever was done, was done. There was no one left to save. A photographer appeared, taking pictures of the crowd. Click, click, click. News crews elbowed through as the neighbors started whispering. What happened in there? They saying they found some children dead inside. Dead? Get out. The police tape that held us back flapped in the breeze with a smack. My heart cracked. My throat clenched so tight I could barely breathe. Click. 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 Hey, ain't that Patty's house? Oh, my Lord, she got four babies. I saw them take April away. Well, which one they find dead? Don't know yet. They saying they found two kids in the freezer. The freezer? What you say? Lord, who they find in the freezer? My legs, my arms, my hands, everything went numb. The voices drowned out, mouths still moving but silent. I could hear nothing but my heart racing and the buzz of the freezer. Buzz. The world spun, slow at first, but then real fast, like the way Monday and I would spin each other, round and round, fits of giggles, until we'd fall into the grass and look up at the sky. Buzz. I coughed up a breath, looking at the clouds. Only one hovered nearby, a small puff of gray, as if forgotten by the passing storm, left for dead. My eyes rolled back, knees shaking. I staggered, bumping into something hard and solid. Daddy. He lifted me up, cupping a hand around my head. I clutched his neck, gripping his leafy green jacket, my whole body shaking. Daddy's got you. Just close your eyes. It's all right. He backed out of the crowd and carried me all the way home. Part three. Fun day bingo! We then return to the day Claudia and Michael track down Monday's dad. So as you're reading the book, you think they come home from um, looking for a tip. But really, that was the past and then back to the present. I stopped keeping track. If it wasn't obvious. Yeah, it wasn't. So, <laughs> it wasn't always oh, obvious. Man. So now we realize that when Claudia and Michael tracked down Monday's dad after he like ran away from them, they finally made it home. Um, Michael walked in, apologized to the parents, saying, I thought if she saw him, she'd remember. Oh, Claudia, I thought you were getting better. 
what is going on in this story? Yeah. So her mom is like, my baby, sweet pea, I thought you were getting better. And Claudia is confused. She's like, why is no one listening to me? We need to go to the police. We need to help Monday. You were right all along. Her mom says we should have listened to you. Y'all Monday been gone for nearly two years. Her and August were in that freezer. Claudia isn't 14. She's 16. Mm. Two years of her life, she's just been stuck. After her friend was discovered in the freezer, something in her brain just not broke, but bent a little and just kept her trapped in time. Um, Monday's journal kind of explains what happened because when August went missing, remember they had that fight over um, Claudia Mm -hmm. asking about August all the time. Her mom beat August so bad that he wouldn't get up. So she made April put him in the freezer. April has done a lot of heavy lifting in this family. Mm-hmm. There is um, some implications that April's been prostituting herself to pay for the kids' necessities. Mm-hmm. And no one's giving her any pity. No, nobody. <laughs> she's getting called names. Everyone's like, oh, she's gross. And this is what she, April's like uh, 18, maybe at this point. Yeah. But she was probably 16. Right maybe younger when she was um, selling herself for her family. So uh, with all the talk of gentrification and the housing projects, everyone who lives there being evicted, something in Miss Charles perhaps may have snapped. Um, She was obviously mentally unwell already, but this pushed her to the edge and she began heavily abusing her children. And um, she like, Beat Monday came home one day and was like, I'm leaving you because I hang out with Claudia and this, this ain't how a family's supposed to be. I've right. seen the light. And so, um, yeah, Mrs. Charles beat her and then threw her in a closet. And every time Claudia would ask for water, Mrs. Charles would open the door and like kick her. And then one time she kicked her, she didn't move. And uh, I want to say how much I want to give. Well, let's just wrap up the book, you guys. Mm. So, um, When the police found them, August had been in the freezer for a year and a half and Monday had been in the freezer for 10 months. At the funeral, crowds came. Kids from school that tormented her stood up to speak and act like they were her best friends. Her father, who hadn't seen her in actually three years, you guys, he said a year. He hadn't seen his kids for three years. um, Spoke with tears pouring from his face. A photo of Jacob. Jacob. Putting a flower on Monday's casket found its way to the cover of Time magazine. News about the abuse inside and outside the home continued to flood televisions days later. And when the reporter said that the body of Monday was being reexamined for evidence of sexual abuse, Claudia's dad ran downstairs, pulled the TV from the wall, screaming. I, I forget what he said, but it was like, that's enough, enough. Is, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday's in a facility now asking about her mom. And when Monday can come to play, April is staying with her aunt. She looks ages older than she actually is. Um, Claudia and April do have a conversation at the end of the book. And we realize that April, without her mom asking her, put Monday in the freezer. Why? Because she wanted more time to at least get Tuesday and her out. There was a time when all the kids were taken from the home and Tuesday was even going to be adopted by this family. All the other kids were like in the system in some other way. And April never wanted her family separated. She never wanted to be without the siblings. So she wanted to earn enough money to take care of them. She was going to be 18 soon. So she thought 
they can't take me. The government can't take me if I'm 18 and then I'll be able to take care of my mm. parents. Um, so when she saw Monday not moving, she on her own put Monday in the freezer and she's covered now in guilt and grief. Um, the officer that dismissed Claudia eventually comes to the house and is like sheepish and is like, I'm sorry about everything. Um, and then they're like, investigate. What are you investigating? And so they actually make her give up Monday's notebook so that they can use it for evidence. Um, yeah, it's really sad. Uh, one good thing, there's a conversation between Claudia's mom and Mrs. Charles in the middle of the book where they like, they're talking about a woman that showed up mm. to church, I think, with Abuse. bruises on her yeah. face. Mm -hmm. And they both agree, well, she shouldn't go to a therapist because you don't need somebody else telling you what to do in your family. In the end, all of uh, Claudia's family are in therapy mm -hmm. because they really love that little girl. And just to have this event, they're all covered in guilt. Uh, yeah. And that's the end, right? Yeah, that's the end. Okay, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's do it. What did you think about Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson? I didn't come from an abusive home, but I know abuse stories. Mm -hmm. And this was just so, I don't, it was very intimate and it was hard to read. Mm -hmm. And not that I enjoy reading about abuse, but the story was written well and I followed it as like you said it was easy to follow but I did have a problem when she was flipping back and forth sometimes that's like, hard it made me think of um the girl on the train when it's like we in the past now we in the future now we in the present now yeah. we in between I guess I don't love that either I, I don't think <laughs> I do love that but mm -hmm. the story itself I like the story um I liked how we get into the mind of Claudia and how close she was with her best friend at such a tender age and how I actually thought Claudia had some mental health issues as I was reading the book. Oh, Yeah, I was like, something's wrong with this girl. And you were right. You thought she maybe seemed too naive. Yeah, something yeah, is wrong mm -hmm. with this girl. She is not picking up very basic clues. So I really connected with this book in a way that I found difficult to explain. It was emotional for me um, reading the book. I was on the verge of tears a couple of times. The story about um, Claudia and her intimate relationship with her friend it was really touching to me. And so I, those pieces about the story, even though it's a, it, to me, it really is a sad story. And I felt that sadness mm -hmm. as soon as I realized that something was wrong with Claudia. Like there is something going on with her, mm, Claudia. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, that is. I don't know because you're like she's not seeing the signs, and whatever's coming is going to destroy her. Yeah, it mm -hmm. and it. it I feel like I'm getting sad about it now, mm -hmm. but it to me the book was really sad. I enjoyed it. I don't know who I would recommend it to, mm -hmm. but I did, and um, I did appreciate how it was written, mm -hmm. how she told the story about the lives of this girl that went missing and her her friends desperate search to find her and the um commitment that the young girl had mm -hmm. to find her friend and 
Because did we? Yeah, you revealed it that it's, you know, it's two years later and she is really still caught up in what happened to her friend. Mm -hmm. So that that's really hard. This is a really hard story. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it was a really hard story for me. But it was a a good story. Mm -hmm. It was a good story. It it had opened up a lot of um, questions, school system questions Mm -hmm. and um, getting in other people's business, mm-hmm. if you will. How do you respond to such things? And so that's my take on yeah. it. Um, how about you? Would you recommend the book? It made me think of two things. Uh, first, how innocent and um, uh, pure, more pure uh, love is when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Because as an adult, there's a lot of insecurity. There may be ego involved. And before you were to get in another family's business, you like, well, that's their business. And I wouldn't, you know, I can't toss stones and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But as a kid, she's like getting to the essence. This girl is missing. <laughs> no yeah. one cares. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> and um, also it made me think of how when someone is in a situation in a vulnerable or dangerous situation, the kids have no power. Um, Claudia reached out to her parents, to her teachers and to the police and no one did anything, nothing. They did the bare minimal. So let me ask you this. In reality, this is what happened. Yeah. After she got back. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's a piece in the story where you see just a small section of that is she's doing a kind of a repeat of it. So Claudia has realized how old she truly is and how long Monday has been gone three times. And we meet her during her third episode. So twice already she's had to relive her friend, realizing her Finding friend is out, dead. Yeah, her friend is dead, which is. That's that whole emotional upheaval mm-hmm. that this young child is experiencing. Mm-hmm. She has mental health problems. And I also felt like, why is Michael still so invested? Like, this girl is obviously dealing with something emotionally and mentally. And it's clear that he is invested in her romantically. And I didn't find it realistic or appropriate. So <laughs> the piece with Michael, I feel like he's coming in in the second part. They've now decided, okay, oh. so let's insert Michael. Um, but he obviously likes her, too. Yeah, they've known each other all their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, he's older now. He was a little fat kid. Now mm-hmm. he's slim and handsome. Mm-hmm. And he saw Monday at Claudia's house. He last saw her there. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, man, they, they must have been really close. Yeah, and he said and when, he saw, church together. when he saw Monday... They look, she looks so much like Claudia. He's like, it could have been you. So I'm just going to hold on to you. Yeah, but it, you know, but that's, again, he's only in this third reiteration of her experience in this, mm-hmm. working her way through finding her. He didn't go through the other two with yeah. her, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's not like he's stalking. <laughs> I just felt like all of this is really kind when Michael's doing it. He takes the uh, position that a brother would take, that a cousin would take. Uh, and also that a boyfriend would take um, even a father. Sometimes he's very protective of her, mm-hmm. but I just feel like she needs, she is in therapy, um, but she doesn't need a romantic interest. For sure. For sure. For like, sure. But she also trying to 
keep up with her friend because yeah. all that baggage is there as well. And that stopped her life. Like, yeah. But she's functioning as a 14-year-old and she's 16. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between 14 and 16. Right. So um, there's so much in this book. It's a lot. And it's really um, before I read this book, I read something that was more like literature with a capital L. And so when I read this book, um, the simplicity was a little off, uh, not off putting. It was just very noticeable for me mm. because it really is. This happens. This happens. This person did this. And because of that, they did this, which is basic. Um, storytelling but the story is good and I've actually recommended this book recently I think it's a very painful dark horrific story Mm -hmm. um but I uh it made me think yeah it made me think about the plight of children and Mm -hmm. just people who don't have power right so what are we reading next week Kari we are reading Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkinson. Yes, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Lit Society. We look forward to seeing you next week, Thursday, on the YouTubes and all podcast locations. Okay. <laughs> um, Lit Society is brought to you by me, Alexis Anaria, and Kari Herrera. That's me. Support the cause by leaving a five star review for our show. Five on- stars. Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave a comment on Apple about why you absolutely love us. Please do. We love y'all too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you've enjoyed what you just heard, tell a friend about Lit Society and visit Lit Society Pod for show notes. Okay, this month's book list. Okay. (laughs) And to sign up for our amazing email newsletter. And until next time, read something.